Don't miss What Happened When live June 22nd at Off-Broadway at the corner of Limp and Broadway in St. Louis featuring Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson and special guest Cassio Kidd. Tony shares his crazy stories from the early Crockett days, from his time in WWF in the late 1980s and finally the WCW and the Monday Night Wars. Special $20 four-pack of tickets are on sale now. Go to TonyAndConradLive.com for your tickets today. Band from Side will be there. It's that nine to five time feeling This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, your NXT TakeOver 25 recap. Uh, the best of the Super Juniors in New Japan happened last night. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about WWE's, WWE's response to all of this. It's not good. That <laughs> and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. See, you, you're supposed to tease. Tease the, what, what your response is supposed tease to be. Tease the what? Ditch <laughs> <laughs> that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Mugu Guy Hand. And to my right, to my right, as always, we have Two Beer, Zach Bowman. What's going on, Two Beer? Not much. I uh, just got off work, oh, and uh, I just want to say something collectively Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, to everyone, and I'm sure Bill will uh, agree with this, just collectively to all Bargo is everywhere, put your fucking hand down. We see you. Yeah, don't wave to the bartender. We want you away from the bar as much as you want your drink, I promise. <laughs> yes. I want my cocktail now. To his right, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to pull down the good book of the Band for Ringside podcast, volume 110, chapter 3, verse 14, and the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It is all good. Baby, shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I love you. Um, on the... The raising of the hand, I agree, in service industry, as I am joking, in the service industry, it's just best to be patient. I know you're waiting for drinks, but when it's time for your drink to come up, know the order so that way it just goes a little bit. Yeah, and have your money ready, you entitled fucks. I don't have to remind you how commerce works. Like... (laughs) You fucking buy something, you got to pay for it. You don't just wander away. Right. This is now an industry podcast. <laughs> we are just we're just a bunch of servers and bartenders sitting around bitching. We are coming at you from the beautiful, hey man, Shock City Studios in gorgeous St. Louis, Missouri tonight. We uh, have Sam the Mauler Mall eating fries and turning the knobs over there. Mm-hmm. Mr. Perfect's in the house. Easy E's hanging out too. Also, I don't know. That, that, why is that microphone live? No. Why? I just know. I need to know because curiosity kills me sometimes. Are you just here to make sure we just don't run amok? Or are you just here just because if Sam dies in some tragic accident, you can take over? Maybe he's entertained. Can't the answer be both? Let the man answer there. Damn. He don't have a microphone. He can speak. We can we can then we can translate for him. Please, it's, Eric. It's a mixture of both. Yeah. Okay. It's, he's just one, doing both. One. Oh, shucks. That's all Put you got. Put us over. Thank know. you. See, I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> uh, before we got a bunch of stuff to talk about tonight, we are missing the Murray, the Murray man, Murray. He is, uh, he got caught up at work. So the it's man. just like the old days. It's just, just the three of us now, you know, yeah, just, but, 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 but we actually know how to do this live. So, you know, credit to Murray on that. And while I'm thinking about it, quick shout out to everybody at Gory Pro on Sunday before I forget, because I'm prone to do so. Thank you for having us once again. Thanks for a great time. Thanks for for everybody that 
sponsored, well, not sponsored, but subscribe to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all that good stuff. I promise that there will be more stuff coming out. Thanks for everybody that got a shirt. Uh, the winner, I'm not even going to try to pronounce your name. Brandon, your tickets for uh, Tony Schiavone should be coming out here soon. And I think I've covered everything from Gory Pro. Great show. If you don't go, you need to go. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat next month. Uh, we also, if Murray was here, he'd remind you that we are live on YouTube right now. You can find us on Twitter, BFR Pod, BFR Bill, BFR JCB, BFR Zach with an H, BFR Murr, M-U-R-R, Friends of BFR on Facebook, BFR Pod on Instagram, and Band from Ringside on Facebook. Before we get too far into it, because we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, as usual, mm-hmm. we want to talk about that day one-ish sponsor. We got Soul Taco. It's the best Korean-Mexican fusion food on the in the world. It's the best fast casual food worldwide. I'm telling you, they do it. we don't just say it because they're that day one-ish sponsor. We say it because they're so effing good guys they got tacos burritos quesadillas kimchi fries spicy pork steak chicken all that good stuff tofu if you're uh if you're on the vegetarian tip go get yourself some soul taco (laughs) place in the u city loop two food trucks driving around st louis columbia missouri chesterfield missouri champaign illinois chicago illinois that's soul taco baby we also want to talk about JJ Twigs on Southampton. JJ Twigs Pizza. They are that day two ish sponsor, and they have uh, pizza specials. They got the best St. Louis style pizza in town, no doubt about it. They also have beer specials during Cardinal games and Blues games, and the Blues are getting ready to play here in just a little bit. Not too many Blues games, so if you want to take advantage of those. Beer specials at JJ Twigs on Southampton. Go down there. Tell Soul Taco. Tell JJ Twigs on Southampton that Ban from Ringside sent you. And without further ado, let's get to that three count. Where were you on that one, Eric? <laughs> Jason, what's the one count? <laughs> one count. We are going back to Saturday night. Yeah. Weird. It's it's so it's so weird to have. I think actually I think it was Friday night. It was either one of the weekend nights. I don't know. It was the it's the night that it's usually not supposed to be. So it's, to me, it feels like it's Friday night. Maybe. Saturday night. Saturday it night was is. Saturday. T- it was it Saturday. Takeover La- was Saturday. It was yeah. last weekend. Last weekend. Let's go back. NXT Takeover XXV twenty five. For those who can't do the Roman numerals, uh, at the head of the card, we're going to do Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Adam Cole finally reaches the apex becomes the second Grand Slam champion in NXT, defeating Johnny Gargano in arguably a better match than the original, depending on what you like. Told another great story. We'll we can argue this. that in yes. a little bit. From there, Shayna Baszler retains over Io Shirai. A bit of a surprise once again, going clean once again. Wasn't Submit- a surprise for you, brother. You picked it. I know, but th- just the way it kind of ended, I thought this might be the case where EO gets it and then Shayna chases it before going to the main roster. Obviously not the case. The Sh- Street Profits win the NXT Tag Team Championships in a ridiculous ladder match. I'm not sure how Kyle O'Reilly is walking, but apparently Bobby Fish is not. He is injured and is on the shelf for a little bit. Roderick Strong will be in his place next week going against, I believe it is Lorkin and Birch um, in the tag team match in NXT. Another story for another time. Velveteen uh, Dream retains against uh, one Tyler Breeze, the returning Tyler Breeze. I was kind of 
Interested to see how this went. It was a better match than I initially anticipated just because you had gimmicks of one Tyler Breeze kind of being this gimmick. And now you had Velveteen Dream, dare I say, the remix of what Tyler Breeze used to be. And then kicking off the show, the curtain jerker, you had uh, Matt Riddle defeating one Roderick Strong. Really good curtain jerker match. Once again, and... Two Beer said this, you forget how good Roderick Strong is until you see him in the ring doing his solo he thing. He made Matt Riddle look like a stud. Yeah, um, it's a damn shame that he lost, but I think the long-term booking that you will see Roderick Strong in some sort of prominent role single-wise. So there's was, your NXT TakeOver card. What My, was your match of the night? Ah, Jesus Christ. Um, there's, there's a few to choose from. Yeah, um, the knee-jerk reaction for me, is the tag team match. It was just so much freaking carnage, and you finally ended a storyline that I said on Twitter probably should have ended in full sale, but they did it right, and that's why I usually have faith in NXT is because even when there's a side bump in the road or you know a sidetrack to the road, they get it back on track, and NXT got it back on track to where the Street Profits had the best story arguably the best match. So for me, that was the best match of the night. Two beer. Thoughts. Yes. Match great, of the night. Great card top to bottom. I think match of the night was Gargano Cole. Uh, Shocker. You can, yeah, I know. Mark. Even though... Dude, uh, being a Mark, man. Yeah, damn. Even though my dude <laughs> lost the title. it's But still, I think... I think 98 it was the match. It was the match of the night, he though. Said, that no, doesn't make come him on, a man. mark. Come on. It's, it's the, can we not argue for something else? Yeah, I mean, you can oh. argue for it, but, I mean, come on. That was the match of the night. I was going to say, I just think 98% of people are going to say that. Now, not saying any of the other matches were bad. They were all great, top to bottom. Mark. I mean... <laughs> Not, it wasn't. It wasn't last takeover. I think last takeover was better. But I mean, oh, all right. really? All right, so Interesting. You should say that. This is a conversation that I wanted to. Sorry to cut off your. Sorry to cut off your time. But this is a yeah. conversation that Jason <laughs> you can and I it in a second. wanted to save. I was. I was going to actually going to ask this. Oh, really? Be, yes, because I. I said that I thought that this weekend's takeover was the best event of the year that it was the best that are at least the best takeover if not the best card of the year um i will read last last or uh, the wrestlemania takeover was cole versus gargano there was a four-way match uh in the women's it was io shirai versus Kyrie sane versus bianca belair versus Shayna baszler we had walter versus pete dunn and then we had uh, what am I missing? The uh, tag match, the War Raiders and Undisputed Era. Which was one of one my of the favorite best. tag matches of all time. Exactly. Yeah. And Matt Riddle versus Velveteen Dream. So you liked that one better. Yeah. Uh, Dunn versus Walter was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, Like you said, that tag match is one of the best tag matches I've ever seen. And the ladder match this time was good, but it wasn't like one of the best. I mean, it was a really good ladder match, but it wasn't like one of the best like tag things I've I've ever seen in my lives life um i haven't, I haven't lived life. any other lives that I, that I don't remember would you cat people over here what the fuck and uh i think eo and shayna i think this was shayna's best match she's ever been in but i think Green. that was largely due to eo even though I, i'm a fan of shayna i'm just a bigger fan of eo and i think uh eo has a bunch more uh experience and she can carry shayna to a larger match which is why i'm not mad even though i thought shayna should drop the title the ending obviously implies that there's more to come and we're going to get more Shayna EO matches, which is better than EO just taking the title. That moonsault with the chair was brutal. Oh, God. There was a lot of brutal stuff uh, this time. Uh, 
yeah, Riddle Riddle Strong was phenomenal. Uh, like Jason said, great curtain jerker. Matt Riddle oozes charisma. That dude, I don't know if his selling or his offense is better, which is saying something because they're both amazing. He's got the facial expressions and the selling. His offense looks real, like his worked punches are some of the best in the business. And Roderick Strong's one of the best bell-to-bell wrestlers in the world. Um, I think if those guys would have had another 10, 12 minutes, that's a match of the year candidate. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, was, it, was, it was already really it was, good. It was, it it was that, that good. Was just yeah, I think it ended up night. being 16 minutes or something. You give those guys 26, like, yeah. Yeah. fighting that style. Yeah, yeah that's good race. I need a cigarette after all that. Exactly. Tyler Breeze showed us, you know, he can be a star. Yeah. And, uh, you know, him and Velveteen Dream did it right. And, uh, I mean, it was it was a really good show, uh, top to bottom. Like, I I mean, you can't argue with it. Like, But which was better? I liked last time better. I, I think I think the Gargano-Cole uh, match has a slight edge, partly because Gargano finally got what he was chasing for, and also the two out of three falls thing and the way they did it was a little more epic. And with Walter versus Dunn and then that amazing tag match that opened the show, I think that just supersedes last weekend a little bit. Not much, but a little bit. Okay, I'll echo everything that Zach just said about this about this weekend's uh NXT takeover. I will uh I, I echo it. I, I agree completely. I, I loved it from top to bottom. Dream versus Breeze kind of might get uh shoved in the back a little bit just because it was it might not have been a technical masterpiece, but those are two such similar gimmicks that there's such a natural storyline to have those two guys go against each other. And the video package beforehand was great because they even played into how Breeze didn't couldn't cut it at on the top yeah. roster. And I loved them taking a selfie together. After the after the match, just because that's Breeze, Breeze. I mean, that's his gimmick. And if then somebody's listening to this, if somebody's came, listening came to this that doesn't, that's never seen Tyler Breeze, like he really, like put the gas to how douchey it is to have a selfie stick and that was such his thing and for him to take a selfie afterwards is like him taking this thing that's totally douchey and then it becomes funny and then all of a sudden you come around to nah this is actually kind of cool yeah. that those guys took it together nah, it was um, cool. when you're talking about this takeover versus last takeover it's hard to say for me because Cole Gargano on the last takeover, WrestleMania takeover, for me, it was a better match than this one. Um, I thought that Baszler versus Io Shirai was a better women's match than the four-way that was WrestleMania weekend. I think Riddle versus Strong was better this was better this time than Riddle versus Velveteen Dream. Uh, Walter versus Pete Dunne, there's no equivalent for it. Obviously, the tag team match at the WrestleMania one fucking ruled one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. This is one of the best ladder matches I've ever seen if you just include Carnage. And I've been watching ladder matches since ladder matches. Since ladder matches. Since ladder matches. Since ladder matches. I mean, even when you go back to the Edge and Christian versus the Hardys versus the Dudleys, the best ones of all time, these guys take all that stuff and they build on top of it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I I think I've used this analogy before. It's like Tony Hawk, nobody thought you could do a 1080 or whatever, and then he did one, and then everybody started doing it. It's a 900. I think you you correct wrong every time. I think you corrected me. I was getting ready to say, say, what? I'm thinking about myself. He's getting ready to fuck it up. The point remains the same. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I only have to bitch about one thing, and it is... The WWE app. Thank you, Samir, for uh, sharing your network because I stopped giving WWE money uh, last dude, year. Dude, you, you can't. 
Hey, you just got to keep that to yourself. Hey, don't oh, throw okay. my boy underneath the bus like that. <laughs> that part you can edit out, Sam. <laughs> I just shouted him out. What, Thanks, was the pro- what was the problem? They spoiled the finish. Like, as soon as you open the app. Yeah, I know. They, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, so they spoiled the fucking Cole win in the match. So, I mean, I've, that I've, also took it down for me because it was spoiled. I actually stayed away from social media. No Reddit. No Facebook. No Twitter because I worked, like, three shifts in those, like, 48 hours. And I stayed away from social media that whole time, and then I got home, opened up the app to watch it, and it spoiled the fucking finish. I've actually had my wife like use the remote and turn on the thing before, because I know that it's going to spoil the finish, so I turned away, and I'm like looking at her, and I'm like, okay, now go here. Okay, do you see this? Now go here. That's um, bad. I just put my hand over the laptop. <laughs> it's like... All right, we're good. <laughs> but that ladder that match, except for, the, except for the spot in the middle where... Uh, Riker the biker. <laughs> and that was Sam Jackson called him last Riker. week. Yeah. <laughs> Sam called him Riker the biker. When, when Riker the biker came down and they all used the ladder against him, it really slowed down great. the pace of the match. That was, I mean, that would have, that, that's the only thing, that's the only, my, that's my only quibble with the entire, all five matches. I mean, but you had to, the way he's been booked, he's such a an imposing figure that, Okay, it's not going to take one guy. It's not going to take two. It's not going to take four. It's going to take six guys and stomping them out with the ladder. So yeah, it just, it just I get slowed it. it down. It did, but ultimately it still before plays that they into, all got beat down. Yeah, um, I like that Adam Cole Bebe went over um, because this sets up the the uh, the rubber match. Hopefully at the SummerSlam at the SummerSlam takeover. Um, I was talking to Jason on the way here. These takeovers run into each other so much that, the, and every single one of them is so good that it's almost like none of them stand out. Like I hear people talking about, like on different podcasts, and they'll be like, "Well, you know, at takeover," and then they'll say a city, and I'll be like, "Man, I do not remember. Yeah. Like I can't keep no, them apart." They do because you conflate them in your head because they're all so good. Yeah, like, the, because the quality never the quality never lets off. Well, no, yeah. like New Orleans is the one that always seems to come up over and over again, whatever the case may be. I mean, there are ones that kind of like, you know, of the up, up echelon, you know, of the supermodels. There's that one like really, really, really hot supermodel. That's like what TakeOver New Orleans is to me. Is that if that's the one that repeatedly comes up. I I just think all women are beautiful, Jason. Is that was TakeOver New Orleans? Was that (laughs) Mark? Was that Ciampa Gargano one? See, I can't even See, tell you. We don't even know. I'm not yeah, even going back. So I was saying it'd be fun if we could go back and like once a week just watch one takeover. Yeah. You know, just because they get like there's so many great matches that we don't even think about anymore. Because, Especially when you go to the early ones. Yeah, I know. I mean, even just like two years ago, it was Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor or something. Yeah. I mean, not that long ago. No. I was about to say that I'll, I'll just put it like this and then we can move on because I know we got to talk about uh I could do one a week for the next 25 weeks. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. Of course okay. I can. Okay. Then Fuck. I, I know I'm not you, watching. Then you pick the week, then we start it. I ain't watching Raw or SmackDown anymore. Okay. No, well, then got, you pick the week, then we can start it. I got it. plenty of time <laughs> saved from not watching those All pieces right. of shit. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, there was going to... I'll come up with it later. Let's move to our two counts. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. He's a real jokester <laughs> over there, isn't he? I like this. You're so boss, you rang. Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> Tuber Zach, what you got? Uh, so we had the finals of the Battle of the Super Juniors uh, oh, shit, Wednesday night, which was actually like our Wednesday morning. 
Yeah, or Wednesday morning. So, uh, God, basically, a three match show is good show, like all around. But I mean, the main three like talking points are another Tanahashi Jay White match, um, which was really good. Uh, good psychology. Uh, Jay White attacks Tanahashi before the bell. This is first. Tanahashi match back after having surgery on his left arm. So, like, Jay White works the left arm for, you know, 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah, the Fujiwara arm bar on his ass, something tough. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Just a super good Tanahashi, classic Tanahashi match. You know, no high spots, just good psychology. Same thing with Jay White, you know. Like, he's not a high spot guy. Uh, It's selling and psychology and... uh, offense and uh these guys did a good job i like gargano honestly i mean gargano yeah, doesn't, gargano do a lot doesn't of, have high spots he's yeah he's basically a mat based wrestler no and and they t- he tells a story yeah as the match go ahead goes yeah along. facial ahead, expressions sorry. all that so uh yeah solid match there was some low blow nonsense at the end oh, that i was a little uh yeah shout out to yano Akiano. Yeah, I was waiting for it. And uh I yeah. <laughs> I like Yano. Don't take long. <laughs> but uh yeah, so uh Jay White goes over, so you know, we'll see like what happens, you know, as this thing continues. But uh, you know, Tanahashi did a roll up, Jay White reversed it after a couple low blows and uh ended up going over, so um snuck out of there real fast. And uh, then we were on to the Juice Robinson and John Moxley United States title match. Which uh, was an absolute banger. Uh, John Moxley comes out as Death Rider. That's his New Japan uh, nickname, and I think it's also the the name of his new finisher that he yeah. debuted. So these guys just have a brutal fucking match, and like I got like nice and toasty like before I watched this thing, <laughs> and I fucking loved it. Like I was just like sunk into my couch, and I was just like so invested, and these guys just like killing themselves uh moxley's just trying to hard way juice like the whole time and he ends up succeeding it's like biting his head and punching him in the eye and like elbowing him because i guess they don't like blade in new japan uh you don't ever like really see it so like they wanted blood so he's just trying to fucking hard way him and he ends up getting some uh juice does a crazy flip dive off of the uh like entrance way uh so this is like sumo hall um it's a lot like Corican Hall where they have, where they go into the concessions and there's like a, a hallway in between the seats and wrestlers can climb up and jump down, you know, if they're crazy. And there's oh, like yeah. there's like hey, four this crazy. Yeah, there's like four young lions and Moxley and Juice misses like all of them and just lands <laughs> yeah. right on his fucking tailbone. And I th- he, he so did. he missed every single I mean, one of them. Complete whiff. They might they might have slowed him down a just little, a, little just a hair, but he Dude, basically just lands on his feet. I slipped and fell on my ass like in the back of the brewery a few weeks ago, and it lasted like three weeks and it wasn't anything like that no. and i felt it for three fucking weeks yeah they, you know juice is going to have to wrestle at dominion at yeah some, at he's some fucking point. wrestling and then he continues to wrestle for you know 15 more minutes uh so these guys put on a hell of a match i don't know what was harder my dick or these fucking new japan tables like <laughs> i was like do not break like yeah he didn't he didn't uh juice didn't break it either when he did the uh the um the, 
the rolling thing into the uh, yeah, like the yeah, cannon, the, uh, the, the cannonball. Yeah, cannon where you Thank completely you. misses. I'm yeah. like, Jesus and then he, Christ! Then he gets just up. Stop. Then he gets up and he says, "I'm gonna break this motherfucker." Tara was watching and she's like, "What the fuck?" He also looked at Red Shoes one time and said, "Shut the fuck up!" Yeah, really loud. He's he's mouthy, man. It was an R-rated match. It was absolutely and yeah. So it's great. So then we got John Moxley going over. He gives the dirty deeds and juice kicks out and then you think that he would show frustration and he shows joy because he's so excited and dirty deeds was a very protected finisher in wwe it was one one of the most protected finishers i agree and so juice kicks out of it in the first match and instead of being frustrated he just pulls out the death rider which is like a fucking super dirty deeds basically it's like a you know he lifts him up like real high um kind of like bobby Roode's like hammerlock um so anyway, glorious DDT. Yeah, like a glorious DDT, but double underhook. And we had John Moxley, new United States champion, uh, bows to every side of the ring, which was you know kind of a nice little touch. He was over as fuck. The fans loved him, and which is surprising because they love Juice over there. Mm. And Juice had a new haircut too. He's like trying to be serious. He cut yeah, off his dreads. dreads. Let me like, ask you this: Juice had a new haircut. Moxley was wearing trunks. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, and wrestling and, shoes and knee pads. Right. Trunks, wrestling shoes, and knee pads. The guy, yeah. the guy, only wrestled in WWE wearing tactical vests and, and jeans. jeans and the wife beater and and uh, like boots. Yeah. So I mean, it was a new look. What did we think about uh, Moxley's uh, bottom half? Oh, uh, I mean, not quite a Dupree. No, but, not, you know. no, no he, not a Dupree. He's not even a Dupree area code. I mean, just. I'm glad he's wearing trunks. Let's he's not, say like he's not even in Zack Sabre, Matt Riddle territory. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't that picture of Dupree hanging dong like the the band from Ringside? Why isn't that our Abby we on actually Twitter? Really, or we really need to change it. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna let you guys change just it. I'm straight not up with that. laying hog. <laughs> because nobody. Because then we'd have to explain this, and then you know it's like okay, it's a free plug. Go to the band from Ringside on Facebook. Go find the rate the rate. I, I will Renee post. Dupree. The Renee, I'll post the Renee. I got it saved in my phone. Yeah, find the link. You'll see what the humor is about. When's the last time you saw Dean Ambrose sweat that much and work that hard in a match? Oh, it's been on forever. He was forever. having he was having a blast. That match was great. Um, and then we had one of the best matches of the year right after that. Shingo Takagi sure. versus Will Ospreay. Jesus Christ! These guys went almost 40 minutes yeah it was unbelievable i just watched it it was unbelievable it was nuts like i was so giddy like during this thing and uh these guys are just putting their fucking hearts and souls out there will osprey based on this year you're looking at 2019 no question about it that dude is the best like he's had the best 2019 of anybody like so far like absolute best you, you sure you didn't say that? You were watching. You, 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 you gonna let that record? You gonna let that ride? You were watching you, Battle of Super Juniors? I'm just asking you because as the Johnny Gargano fan club president. Oh, I'm not saying he's my CEO, favorite. I, I would assume this is like blasphemous for you to say such things. Oh, I mean, let's say he's my favorite, but he's the best. <laughs> uh, Jason, um, let me ask you this. What? How do you feel about uh, New Japan booking? Dean Ambrose as the U.S. champion with his very first match. What do you think about that booking decision? I, I have no problem with it. It's ultimately genius because at some point, Dean Ambrose has to come back to the States. Now, whether they allow, they being New Japan, allows uh, Moxley to defend the title here in the United States, 
that's another question entirely. It, I don't see any. I don't see a lose proposition to this because New Japan is going to get eyes on the product because when John Moxley comes back to defend the title, whenever that is, let's just say for the sake of argument, it's Dominion. Oh, I don't know John Moxley, but I know who Dean Ambrose is. Let's go over to do New Japan and you know see who. John Moxley is and what he does in New Japan. That's a win. It's worth 10 bucks. Okay, so then you take it to the other side. So now you will have people that don't watch AEW or don't give a fuck about AEW, but know who John Moxley is. Oh, well, then let's go see John Moxley wrestle, fill in the blank. Rising type. Joe, t- Joey is up. Okay, so this is win win. If this becomes an issue where. They have a partnership, they being AEW and New Japan. Now you got something to talk about. There's nothing in the works right now. Now that there shouldn't be. The reason that uh, Moxie's able to go over there and wrestle is because that's a clause in his AEW contract that he can wrestle for any promotion that he wants to, which is good on him. Um, This is exciting. And I I, I don't want to take away from the uh, Tanahashi match, and I don't want to take away from Osprey versus Shingo, which is which was the match of the night. It was better it's, than the Moxley. It's on my list of It was better than the Moxley-Juice Robinson match for sure, but the Moxley versus Juice Robinson match is more newsworthy, which is why I think that uh, I would rather spend more time talking about this because I'm thinking this. Does John Moxley, is he in the G1? I hope so. It star- I think he it has starts to in, be. It starts in a month, and if he's in the G1, I mean, that is... Okay, so right now... Uh, New Japan was looking for a new heavyweight guy, Jin, right? Because Omega's gone. They need they need an American. At least they need a white guy. They have Osprey, who I liked Osprey's promo afterwards when he said, "I don't just want the junior heavyweights. I want the heavyweights also." Osprey, yeah. Osprey's future's bright. He's twenty six years old. It's home. Just but I healthy. mean, to get some eyes on their product because once Omega kind of left. You know the what's going to happen in Japan? What's going to happen to Japan? It, with, yeah. When when Omega left and when they ate, with the rise of AEW, uh, it seems like American enthusiasm for NJPW has waned a little bit. And if if Twitter and podcasts are any indication, not not here, not in this podcast. No, we just, still but, talk about but it. But that's just you know that's the fear of the unknown. You know when you take basically the top portion of the card and you essentially move it away then yeah, there's going to be a vacuum that needs to be filled. There's always ebb and flow, but they were flowing so hard with with that with the with the elite. Yeah, there's the no elite, question about it. it like, was, it, the, it, the elite it, mean a lot. Look at what our I mean, even worse, ROH is dead. Yeah. It I used to watch it every single week. I won't say it's dead. It's, it's they are in they need to figure out what what way they want to go. Matt Taven's a good start. Now from there you just need to start getting the other pieces together. Yeah, but, Dead's a little but excessive. But, but, with, it, yeah. but for for guys like me who have a finite amount of time to watch wrestling during the week, WWE is, is, is almost gone. Shame. It's almost gone in my mind. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> WWE SmackDown and Raw is at such a low, and we'll get to that more in our three count. Uh, but um, to have John Moxley in the G1 would get a lot of attention on the G1. Oh, absolutely. Especially when, starting when is in America. Fest? That's the ultimate question. When That's is Fighter Fest? That's in July. Like, okay, so it's like, there's it's like the 4th problem. of July weekend. Okay, because there's the G, problem. G1, G1 starts in a month. I don't think, actually, I don't think he's scheduled during, he doesn't have any dates that are announced during G1. So, so far. Do we know that? I don't know I that was for looking. fact. I was just going to say the G1 starts the first week of July. 
He's changing the game. Okay, now if would I love to see it happen? Yeah, that would be absolutely oh, it amazing. Would, it would be I fucking just, great. Yeah, so Fighter Fest is June 29th. So yeah, I looked, and there's no dates for and, Moxley. And, and when does G1. when does G1 start? That following Fourth, week. Fourth of July weekend. Woo, yeah. Put him in there. If it happens, Gotta put him yeah. in there. No, if it happens, I, I'm all for it. I just I think you, you know just he have wants to, him in there. They just put yeah. they just put the U.S. belt on him. So that at worst, look at it like this: at the very worst, there will be a title defense for John Moxley. Somewhere in that tour yeah. of the G one because that that bad boy is going at least a month, six weeks. Yeah, you're going. If he doesn't work the tournament, he's coming back to defend the title. I want him in there so I can see his chops. And G one in general is they give you the best matches of the year. Oh yeah, no question I about mean, it. But just let's let's just keep things in perspective. We yeah. got Burton Hand. It's all about the book. I want to no, see him. I want to see him wrestle. Damn. I want to see him wrestle Ishii. Oh, I want to yeah. see him wrestle fucking Naito. Yeah, the, the I want to see him wrestle Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, like, I, I, yeah. I want to see him wrestle everybody. everybody. Yeah. I mean, he's motivated and I mean, he'd be great for them. So, it's new and fresh. That's why I want right. to see it. It's uh, win-win, like I said. We got to keep moving. Uh, before we get to our three count, Jason, why don't you tell us about FB Eatery? FB Eatery on the corner of 3453 Southampton. Uh, I believe it is Southampton and Marquette, part of our South Side Hampton of independent restaurant tours. Go check out my boy Mike. If you got the kids with you, hey, he's got a kids menu. If you got the hankering for smash burgers, he's got that too. You need anything else? Yeah, he's probably got that breakfast. too. Breakfast. Yeah, see, that's what it is. I'm just not awake that early in the morning to be worried about breakfast. But I'm a lunchtime guy. I'm a dinner guy. If you like my boy Bill over here, he's a breakfast kind of guy. This joker's running, and then he could probably go have breakfast before or after the fact. If he's feeling a little hankering, a little drunken after the fact on a late <laughs> night Saturday night, he could end up at F&B Eatery on Sunday morning. You could probably bump it into him if you found out he was out and about. Either way, it's all good, baby. Check him out. 3453 Southampton F&B Eatery. Tell them Bam from Ringside sent you. And that'll bring it to our three count. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Was that like a pan? So, so uh, the, the three <laughs> so the three count is going to be so while all this exciting stuff is happening off of the WWE's main <laughs> roster, I kind of thought you know we talked about this a few weeks ago. What is WWE's response to all of this going to be? And I kind of I had some worry. I said you know maybe they're just going to rest on their laurels and maybe they're making enough money that they don't even care creatively and they. They won't put any effort up. So considering, and maybe they consider any, I mean, I know that Triple H said that his, their response to double or nothing was NXT takeover. It's like, that's fine for him to say, but that ain't true because that's not takeover is going to be that AEW is not competing against takeover. The same people that are watching takeover are watching AEWs. The same people that are watching AEW though, when it comes on weekly television, those are going to be people that are going that, are watching Raw and SmackDown right now. And Raw and SmackDown this week, I just want to put this out there, in five hours of television, there were seven matches. Jesus Christ, one that's of, ridiculous. One of them was a, a six-way tag, Reigns and the Usos versus McIntyre and Revival. Don't know who won. Don't give a fuck. Uh, one of them was Charlotte Flair versus Lacey. Two heels that Oof. ended up ending uh, due to interference from a babyface, Becky Lynch. Uh, one of them was Nikki Cross versus Peyton Royce, and one of them was Ricochet versus Cesaro, who they gave eight minutes to. On SmackDown, four of which were probably commercial. 
Right. On SmackDown, they had Owens and Zayn versus The New Day. They had Bliss versus Charlotte versus Carmella, a triple threat to see who the number one contender was going to be. I know who wins. I'm not going to tell you because you shouldn't give a fuck either. And, <laughs> and, they had Elias, and they had Elias versus Ar- No, I will. No, you know what? I will tell you one because it was Alexa Bliss who's a Raw, <laughs> who's a, a member of Raw who came over to SmackDown. Now she's the number one contender on SmackDown. Get and em. then they had Elias versus R-Truth, with la- which lasted 50 seconds. <laughs> it was a 50-second match. So they had seven matches. In five hours of television, they had they had seven matches. Get him! Um, wait, hold on a second. Three of which were Uh-oh. women's matches, which is not a problem, except no. except that it's fucking Peyton Royce versus Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross is fine. Peyton Royce is fine for sports entertainment, but that doesn't really count as a match. No, no, they 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 got paid for it. I mean, somebody got counted. One, Listen, two, three, I, I'm an I, I'm, a, I'm not being sexist here. I'm an iconics defender, but you have a loaded roster full of women's wrestlers, full of men's wrestlers. Yeah, if yeah. you're gonna have seven matches, at least give me Oscar versus somebody and uh, let it last eleven minutes or something. They have five hours of With, television without, Oscar. A, without a commercial break. Like, yeah, without a commercial they'll break, they'll do they'll do these matches, and there will be like. A couple weeks ago, we got Daniel Bryan versus Kofi again, which was cool. Like, you're like, oh, cool, this is on TV. Then they start the match, and then they go to a four-minute commercial, and they come back, and then there's like four more minutes, and they go to another four-minute commercial. How the fuck am I supposed to be invested in a match that is broken up by commercials so terribly? Like, how are they supposed to, how are these performers supposed to tell a story in that sense? Like, just put the commercials in your fucking stupid talking bits. Before, before I tell you about all the, other shit-ass stuff that happened. Uh, I'm going to tell you some of the good things that happened. Dolph and Kofi had a decent opening promo salvo against no, each other. Kofi nailed it. Dolph is whining. It's the same shit. Ah. It's just a different It's different gear, different champions. They had like six different segments that involved Shane and Roman Reigns. You see, I got right off the good stuff. I it's went right back to the bad stuff. <laughs> uh, Gold, Goldberg was a... <laughs> Woohoo! Wyatt's um, Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse was good this week. <laughs> yeah, you got the Vince. This uh, is the devil fire. Okay, go, and then they, they had the uh, fitness thing that was kind of funny. Yeah, uh, being fast. I okay. actually hated the Goldberg promo because when Taker came in and they did the same thing that they always do, which is lights go out, Taker stay in the middle of the ring. The lights, uh, the lights go on, Taker stay in the middle of the ring. Then the lights go off and Taker's gone again, which they. I mean, literally put less than zero thought in because they've been doing that for 20 goddamn years. And you know what else? Goldberg no-sold it. That's the only reason I liked it was because he no-sold it because everybody acts scared What's usually. What's the point of it then? Because, like, that's why I liked it because usually, like, anybody will, like, act, like, weirded out, which is the dumbest thing because he does the same thing for, like, 20 fucking years, like you said. So it was a little fresh. It was in that sense. Like, I'm not... doesn't make me look forward to the match. I'm not going to watch it, but... <sighs> Can I tell you the two worst segments sorry, of the week? You, you, you guys are saying something? Two worst segments of the week. <laughs> Shit. Uh, the arm wrestling segment. <laughs> okay, check. With Braun Strowman check. and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> okay, fair. And the promo segment with Lars Sullivan was just atrocious. Yeah. Just. Yeah, that, that when he was talking the, about the, the three blind segment. mice and ripping the tails off of three blind mice and the, do you ask a nightingale while it's why it sings its beautiful <laughs> song and shit? It's like, why are they giving them all this shit to say? Dude, that's creative, man. And it's what I keep telling motherfuckers all the guys. You think that's creative or you think that's Vince? That... 
Lars Sullivan did not it come up with the that same line. Thing. Oh no, I don't no. think okay. Lars Sullivan came up with okay, that line. So I wouldn't be surprised would, if Vince did. At least okay. he avoided saying now, the N word. I mean, like, <laughs> thank you. That's what I was getting ready to say. Yeah. It, the fact that you had the audacity to allow this man a mic on live TV is something entirely different, considering what he said in the past. Not to mention, they gave him the promo segment when the night before he backed down the Lucha House Party. Lucha House Party. I'm that's like, that's yeah, just that's just the tease. It's no different than Brock saying Friday, Friday, Friday. Why? So you marks can go over and get up in the oh, afternoon that's the, and do what you need to do and watch Super Showdown. Now, let that, me tell that you, that was the worst part. Was that Brock? Le- oh, thank you. It's about they're trying. They're just trying about something that we personally in this room, Eric included, because I already talked to him about it. Nobody gives a shit about this pay per view. Okay, they. In I was gonna see rug. if we could go the whole time without mentioning it. Are no, you gonna shit. watch it? Are you gonna Fuck watch Super no, Showdown? That bullshit. You no. gonna watch Super Showdown? No. It might be the first time in a very long time that the title changes hands that I will not be watching it. Which title is getting ready to change hands? I wouldn't be surprised if Brock cashed in. No, you bet not. Well, I tell you what. Okay, if I'll WWE wants to create trust in its audience. By having by guarantee by guaranteeing that Brock's going to come there on Monday night, this past Monday night, and he's going to cash, cash in, in, and then he does a stretcher job to Seth Rollins. Yeah, it's the third week in a row, and and he no, but this one they. Paul Heyman comes out on social media, and then WWE doubles down on it. Brock is cashed in. Brock cashes in. Brock cashes in. That's <sighs> all you heard for three hours. They doubled down on it. it even That's if, the problem. Even if the Blues weren't in the Stanley Cup for the first time in my life, there is no way that I would have tuned in to because I knew that he wasn't cashing in. I knew he wasn't going to cash in either, but when you have the company advertising for a cash-in, that alone is just to get excitement. And I get it, but then you gotta deliver. Because if you do it again, and then you don't do it, then you're gonna start getting these motherfuckers that are on the fence back, okay, see, WWE's full of shit. And that's how you're gonna start losing one by one by one. The other thing is, it just, I mean, it proves time and time again, and I know we've said this on this podcast before, it just proves time and time again that Vince doesn't understand what the problem is. <laughs> like like putting the putting this briefcase on Brock and letting Brock uh run amuck with it and Brock's been on t- when's the last time Brock was on TV 3 weeks in a row? But that's but 2002 yeah, but, that's, but that's I think that's his answer to this is that yeah. Brock now can be on TV every week, so that gets all of us to shut the fuck up about that. You can have Roman Reigns and whomever else worked the quote unquote wild card. So now you don't have brand restriction anymore. I just, but you don't work that right. So that's another story for another time. I just don't know if this, I mean, remember last summer we were talking about how bad WWE was and it was bad. I mean, really, really, really bad. It might've been last fall. And we were like, man, it's like, it's way worse now. Is it worse? Is it worse? Or does all the good stuff, all does all the actual like exciting stuff that's happening Elsewhere, that's not on the main roster. Just put it into relief that it's like now it's I so actually, glaringly no, obvious that they're terrible. But I actually used to like watch like full like SmackDown shows, even if I would just catch highlights of Raw. I would watch full SmackDown. And SmackDown shows used to be good too. Remember? Yeah. Okay, well, you see, this you guys are you got to remember they're focusing on Saudi. So all these storylines are Saudi Arabia related. Shane versus Roman. Now you're going to sit up here and tell me that Shane McMahon in any good K-Fame style. K-Fame style. 
right of thought has any fucking right to be in this no, match. No, but the... He should be getting molly whopped within five fucking <laughs> minutes of this match getting started. And you're going to try to sell me this shit? You're going to try to sell me that Dolph is going to come off the side of the fucking milk carton and beat Kofi Kingston, one of the best fucking stories we've had in the, count in the last ten years? Fuck that. You're going to try to tell me that Baron Corbin? Give me a fucking break. I know there's some Baron Corbin marks out there. I tip my hat to you in <laughs> social media land. Guess what? Your boy ain't winning tomorrow. I can promise you that. If he does, hit me up at BFRJCB. Blow my shit up. But I tell you what, you ain't gonna blow my shit up. Yeah, I'll Venmo you. How about that? <laughs> I will Venmo you jokers a dollar. Anybody that hears this shit and says that they heard it and you want to get a dollar from me, hope that Baron Corbin wins, I'll Venmo you a dollar. But guess what? He ain't gonna win. All this shit is just to set up for some fucking Saudi Arabian prince king whatever to get his rocks off all this he shit must be is a, a bunch shane of bullshit fan. he must be a big shane fan because shane won best in the world at saudi god, arabia god bless him if he is have him jump off some shit it's at a, another given point the fact sh- that he's fucking wrestling roman reigns man. at this show is absolutely silly a 50 man battle royal get the fuck out of here so what, what are we gonna win another green ass belt fuck out of here see this what that's what's wrong with wwe right there you got 50 fucking guys in the ring so they all can get a payday. You got 50. the biggest, the biggest fucking battle royal in WWE history. What does the winner get? Doesn't matter. That's just simple. That's just simple fucking. No, you creative. got fifty. You got 50, 50, 50 guys. Fifty guys in the ring. Five They're going to be fighting each other. And two of the main events of this event are Triple H versus Randy Orton Nigga, and the Undertaker versus Goldberg. Don't get me started. Thank I you. mean, all these guys Thank that you, you. Have, all this talent Thank that you. you've got. You and you wonder what's wrong with WWE. And you're fo- you're spending that much time on Goldberg versus Undertaker. That's gonna be like 25 minutes, and 15 is gonna be in the goddamn. That's gonna be entrance. like Joe Namath on the Rams versus Willie Mays on the Mets. Man, <laughs> two old ass motherfuckers <laughs> that have no business being on those teams anyway. Damn, Just retire. <laughs> he ain't retired. Shit. Well, if I was if I was Undertaker, why the fuck would I retire? I now get to do Starcast at any given point when I want to, and then when. This needs me. I can come back and get paid a nice fat seven figure check. Actually, player. didn't do Starcast. They pulled him. Oh, did he? Yeah. Just think, he's the dead man. So yeah. retirement means forever, man. You could just chill forever. That sounds nice. I don't know, man. He must whatever. have spent some money. Like he must need money. I don't know. Maybe he's, what? Maybe he has this lavish nah, he lifestyle. Probably needs money. I mean, like everybody needs money. I don't know. Like. Okay. You, you would think he'd be set for life. But. I'm not saying that the man is on the side, you know, panhandling or anything, but I would like to assume over 20-some-odd years, you would like to, I would like to think you got your shit you together. You would hope. But otherwise, I just I don't see like Michelle McCool ain't running them up with the money like that. I mean, damn, she's a stay at home mom. What the fuck? How much money can she spend? Maybe, we she's, only, maybe she's still on QVC. We spent, we spent a lot of time on this. We only got like ten minutes left to get to Dominion and the birthday, so that'll do it for our three counts. All right, so we already did. We already did our. Uh, that was our super showdown preview. Oh yeah, that was great. Uh, so also coming on Sunday, and I, I'm not mad at us for not uh, promoting this enough. I'm kind of uh, like New Japan really hasn't done that much to promote Dominion either. No, it's, it's uh, up, up, and, up until like well, last week, there were only like three matches. They have this weird thing where they don't announce any cards or build any matches because they just allow it to happen organically in the ring, and they just expect people to follow along. They don't build stuff for a month in advance to like hype it up they're just like oh the people that are going to watch dominion are just already going to watch dominion uh, it's just really interesting it's different the same thing with g1 we don't know who's going to be in the g1 yet and so, they've been trying to sell
sell tickets here for months. Probably right. the two biggest matches on this card, at least uh, in the New Japan world, are Okada versus Jericho for the heavyweight belt. And Painmaker a, versus Rainmaker. And Ibushi versus Naito. Ibushi versus Naito for the Intercontinental belt. Who do you guys think are going to win those two? I got Okada and Ibushi. Um, Naito, you know, like... I feel like Naito's always do, but Naito is uh, is hurting. He's not like in great shape. Um, don't and the don't G- you speak about my boy in that. The G one is gonna hurt him even more because um, he's he's gonna go all out because he's Naito. He's a fucking crazy dude. Like he's gonna drop himself on his fucking head and neck like every night for a dozen nights in a row. And um, I just Abushi's a lifetimer now. He signed a lifetime contract with New Japan. I could see them trying to put the Intercontinental and the the heavyweight belt on him at the same time for the first time in history. So, um, yeah, Ibushi and then Okada. I can't see Jericho taking it. Any chance Jericho takes it, J-Bell? Oh, there's always a chance. I mean, because shit is professional wrestling. I mean, who would have thought that John Moxley would have came over in his first fucking uh, New Japan debut and actually, you know, win the title? It's a slim chance because obviously you have, you have Adam two Page. AEW guys with two right, titles. Yeah, I was going to say you got Adam Page and uh, Jericho coming up at the end of uh, August for All Out. I'm going to agree with Two Beer on this. Yeah, one. but him walking into All Out with the NJPW belt. Don't get me wrong. It's, as long as these guys, as long as AEW, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee AEW having a problem with Jericho walking in with that belt, even though they don't have, they don't explicitly have a contractual no, deal I don't, together. I, don't, I think it'd be more the other way around. I think New Japan would have more of the problem. They would have their reservations about that. But you know, like I said, we're way, ways, way away from that. Um, I agree again with the uh, the Intercontinental match. Um, as much as I love Naito and everybody knows I do, I just I really think that Ibushi is going to get a nice solid push. Now, you know, both guys will get challenged after the match. That's you know for me. God damn, I love New Japan. That's where I love New Japan, right there, because immediately you will know who is next. We here's, ain't got to fuck your around. Angle. Here's your angle. Yeah, okay. Uh, and, and you can you can follow this bouncing ball real easy. Dragon Lee versus Osprey. <sighs> the guy put on Osprey, right? I no, I would. You 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 don't have to. You why if it's co- why me, cool him off though. If it's you're not you're not killing him off because no, cool you, cool him off. Cool. Uh, because you can go a different way with him. You can go G1 and have him have a nice little run in the G1. I think the bigger story, at least for me, is the impending return of one Takahashi. And I think if you're going to do it and tell the story, it's got to be against Dragon Lee. I mean, uh, uh, real quick before I ask you, Zach, wouldn't that be another argument for Jericho winning those? Because Jericho wouldn't have to participate in the G1, but then you could have Okada fight in the G1 because the champ never fights in the G1. They do. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he then does. They, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Then they just pick. Omega did it. Okada's right. done it. Never mind then. Uh, Dragon Lee versus Osprey. Zach, I have the same feelings. Um, I really do think that Osprey is going to go over, but I thought the I same agree. same reason is because uh, Hiromu was over as fuck at this show, and he wasn't even there. Yeah, like you know, everybody brought him up. Osprey called him out. And yeah, not even, I wouldn't say called him out, but mentioned, mentioned his, name his name in the promo. So that leads me to believe that that's where we're going to go. Exactly, it's but not like an I accident. Said, no, but for me, if it was me, shit, yeah, you would think that it, you would do Dragon Lee shit, because we like, do this right. hey, you you broke my neck. neck. Yeah, and now I'm, I'm coming for your back. ass. I'm coming back for my title. Yeah, I'm going to take yeah. a chunk out your ass and take my title back. So I. 
like I think that is a better story. I don't know if they'll do it uh, because I, I just don't know if they'll do it. I just don't think they will let him him being Dragon Lee hold the title that longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. I think this is where he has to drop it. Uh, we got to go rapid fire. Uh, Grills of Destiny versus Lij. Any thoughts? Uh, obviously for the title, um, I really, I think this is going to be another title defense. I really do. Uh, I, I just don't see Lij being evil and snot taking the title. But this is New Japan. Where shit happens. Zach Taichi versus Ishii. Uh, man, like uh, they actually had a good interaction. Uh, and I mean t- Ishii can get it out of anybody. Uh, if Tai Chi goes over, oh God, <laughs> please uh, Tai Chi go Taguchi, over. Taguchi Japan versus Bullet Club. Uh, Six man. Yeah, that's good. Ready to say this is where your comedy is going to come into play. Which I, in this case, I don't have a problem with. I love Taguchi. If I'm not mistaken, Bullet Club is ELP, Robbie Eagles, and no, Bullet Club is Jay White, Chase Owens, and Ishimori. Okay, then yeah, I'm definitely taking Bullet Club on that. Jay White's. Uh, Obviously not going to lose in a, in a mid-card uh, six-man tie. Uh, Kojima versus Shingo. What do you got, Zach? This is going to be a big deal. Shingo's got to get his win, uh, and it'll be a big win against Kojima. Uh, he's got to get it back because he had his first loss, his first pinfall and or submission to Osprey. So they're not going to have him lose two in a row. This will be a nice little bounce back. Uh, Suzuki and Sabre versus Thunder Liger and Yoshihashi. Uh, ultimately, this, the, the winner isn't... The issue, the spinoff is the Suzuki Thunder Liger feud that I, I is was just we'd get gone. The Patience, my brother. I it's it's going to happen. We got a long way to go before Wrestle Kingdom. Um, that's what I. Oh, would you be think that for. that's what it'll be? They'll, they'll do I don't it think then? it's. I don't think that's where it's going to. That story is going to end before we get to Wrestle Kingdom. Sure. Now, how it ends is probably going to end in Suzuki. Losing a stipulation match, whatever that stipulation match is, I don't know. He has but, to have a but, normal but, haircut. Yeah, but fire. by the end, <laughs> shut your ass up. In the end, world, you guys heard me say rapid fire, right? Shut your ass up. <laughs> by the end, Jushin Liger is going to stand victorious at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Moxley versus Shota Umino, who I, I don't know who that is. Oh, dude, that's, he's, uh, he's that's great. Red son's uh, Red Shoe's son. Yeah, and oh, he's, really? He's yeah. he's the uh, the best fucking. Young Lion. Yeah. Like, he's so fucking good. You will know Shoto Amino because three years from now, we're going to be talking about Shoto Amino on this is, fucking is podcast. He, is, he the one that, match. is he the one that Y2J put in the uh, Lion Tamer when he was fighting? Yes. When he was fighting yeah. the Omega? Yeah. This is banned from ringside. All right, we got some birthdays this week. Uh, Ahmed Johnson is 49. Drew McIntyre's 34. ODB of TNA fame is 41. Man, she always looked 41, didn't Stop. she? <laughs> Superstar Billy Graham is so would be 76. Yeah, would be 76. Yeah, no, uh, no, no. He's still alive. He just talked about Kofi Kingston. How he should be on steroids. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. My you bad. Say that. My bad. I thought that was. Uh, should be dead. I thought that was Billy Graham Jr. Sorry, the preacher. Uh, Howard Finkel is sixty nine. McFoley is fifty four. Tatanka also fifty four. That's got to be a. That can't be right, right? Can Foley and Tatanka be the same age? 
I don't think so. I mean, I, I get just, this I all got, from I, this website that's got all the birthdays. I got a hard time believing that there's uh, Liv Morgan. <laughs> Liv Morgan is 25. Dan Severn is 61. Where's Liv uh, Morgan at? Uh, I don't know. You know, they could put her on TV instead of having all these. Uh, I got her in the trunk of my car. Uh, Mark Henry is 48. And Jamie. She's still alive. She's been in there for weeks. Mark Henry is 48. Doesn't matter to me. Jerry Lynn is 56. <laughs> hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to. So we appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen to ours for yeah, Shock City Studios Jack. for Sam the Muller. Mall for Jack. Soul Taco for Jack. JJ Twigs on Southampton Jack. for Schlafly Beer Jack. for F and B Eatery Jack. for Murray Man we miss you Murray, miss you Murray for Jack. Two Beers Zach Bowman for Jason Cornelius Bell Morgan is not in this truck by the way Jill Veggie yeah for the lures she's not in the truck and everybody go blues. Go blues.